Creative Legals, the show that helps you understand the law around property investment. Whether you are a vanilla landlord or doing creative deals. Because what you do not know could cost you. Creative Legals, law for creative deals. Joining us now, your host, Julie Condliffe, the legal diva, successful property investor and specialist property litigation solicitor. Hey, thank you so very much for joining me again today on the Creative Legals platform, a platform that is dedicated for landlords because we are landlords and we also happen to be lawyers. So we want to keep you updated on all the regulatory requirements for landlords. And we also want to find ways to help you maximize your investments. Today, we discuss arrears. How do you deal with a tenant who is in arrears? What do you do if your tenant is not paying rent? What are the options available to you? So first things first, it is good to talk. These are unprecedented times for everyone. So if your tenant falls into arrears, you must make contact with them as soon as is reasonably practicable. You want to discuss four primary things. You want to discuss the cause of the arrears. You want to discuss the tenant's financial circumstances. You want to discuss the tenant's entitlement to benefits. You want to discuss a repayment of the arrears. So those are the four things. The cause of the arrears, the tenant's financial circumstances, the tenant's entitlement to benefits and the repayment of the arrears. You want to find out whether you could encourage the tenant to complete an income and expenditure form so you can at least have clarity of the overall picture because arrears are not the root cause. They are not. So you want to find out what the actual cause is. How can you help support your tenant? Could it be that you help them with a housing benefit claim? Could it be that you end up getting directly payments from the housing benefit, DWP, wherever? So you want to find ways to mitigate your circumstances and that becomes even more important when your tenant is in rental arrears. So the point number one is it is good to talk. Please talk, communicate with your tenant. Now, if you've got more than one tenant in situ, if you've got more than one tenant under the same tenancy agreement, please do make sure that you communicate with all the tenants individually. So if your communication is in writing, write to each tenant individually. If you're communicating verbally, telephonically, however you do, make sure that you communicate to all the tenants because we know that they're jointly and severally liable, but we also know that we must communicate to them individually. That is important. Record keeping is crucial. That is point number two. And record keeping has got two limbs to it. The first limb being keep a record of all the communication with the tenant in relation to rental arrears. Keep a record of all the communication with the tenant in relation to settlement negotiations. Keep a record of all your communication with the tenant in relation to any settlement agreement reached. This will become important evidentially if the matter escalates to court. The second limb is you've got to keep a record of when the rental payments are due and when they're paid. 
by your tenants. I learned the hard way here because when I started out on my property investment journey, I had one property in Swindon. Um, I was up to date because that was the only property that I had. Fast forward up to a property portfolio of at least five properties. Started noticing a few cracks in the sense that I got busy. I had a full-time job at the time as a solicitor. Um, and I also had this portfolio. I didn't actually have any real systems in place. So get to property number 10. And then a few months later, you realise that Oh my goodness, three months rent on arrears on one property, rental arrears on the other one. Um, so that just basically reminds me the importance of record keeping. So please do keep a record of when the rent payments are due and when they're paid for you by your tenant. This is important for you, but it's also important for the tenant. This will become apparent in a few moments. Some landlords actually send receipts to their tenants each month, which is great if it works for you. Some landlords have systems in place that allow them to automate the whole process. That's great if it works for you. There are actually other accounting softwares that will automate the whole process for you. There are also landlord-specific applications and software that can help you with that. And I'm hoping that in the next few weeks, I'll be able to interview companies that provide those kind of products. Um, hopefully that will be of added benefit to you. What you do want to do is to remind tenants who are on a joint tenancy that they're jointly and severally liable for any of the debt owed on that particular unit because sometimes you've got one tenant that pays part of their rental and they think because that has been paid uh, they're exonerated, they're excused from any liability but that is in fact not the case so it would be prudent for you to communicate that to your tenant. The next point relates to rent schedules. It's almost married to what we are making reference to right now. And that is what I was making reference to when I said it will become apparent in the next few moments. Mm -hmm. So you need to provide a rent schedule. This is important because if the matter subsequently escalates to court, you'll be required to exhibit a copy of the rent schedule. This is a legal requirement, so it's imperative that you do so. If you'd like a copy of the rent schedule that I use for my tenants, feel free to download it in the link provided. In essence, the rent schedule must be in a comprehensible format. It must set out the date when the arrears first arose. It must show all the amounts of the rent due. It must show all the dates and amounts of all payments made, whether through housing benefit, discretionary housing payments, or indeed directly by the tenant. It would also be a great idea for you to provide a running total of all the arrears for the benefit of your tenant and for the benefit of your own records, because record keeping 
is important. The next point is in relation to a guarantor. If your tenant has a guarantor, then do engage with a guarantor to see whether you can get rental payments directly from them. Even if you don't get the rental payments directly, engage with them in meaningful settlement negotiations. Like I said before, it's better to get a bit of something than to get absolutely nothing. So always go in to these kind of negotiations, open-minded, because I don't think evicting a tenant is really the first thing on a landlord's mind. It's always the weapon of a last resort. So engage with the tenant directly, engage with a guarantor, just try to find a workable way where everybody walks away reasonably happy. The next point relates to insurance. Check your insurance provisions and see if anything might help in the circumstance. Landlord insurance usually doesn't cover unpaid rent. Rent guarantee insurance, however, covers rent for a defined period, which could actually be the respite that you need. Rent guarantee insurance also allows you to um, start uh, the eviction process, which could be long and costly. But if you come to Creative Legals, of course, it's not going to be that costly because we pride ourselves in transparency when it comes to fees. So we provide you with fixed fees every step of the way when it comes to possession matters. Um, Obviously, each case is dependent on its own merits. So if you've exhausted all the other avenues negotiation-wise and you find that you have no choice but to issue court proceedings, then that's exactly what you ought to do. The good news is, whilst we've got the eviction ban, you don't necessarily have to instigate possession proceedings. So you can start a claim under the civil procedure. And as long as you comply with the pre-action conduct, you should be okay. And the pre-action conduct, it just sets out the expectation um, that you must communicate clearly with your tenant. um, And obviously the, the tenant needs to engage in that sort of communication. You must make a genuine attempt to try to negate going to court. Um, You must also try to settle, which is what we've been talking about. You need to have a clear understanding of each other's position. You need to try um, to consider alternative dispute resolution. Um, And as long as you can showcase that you've made all those attempts, then you, you should, that should put you in good stead in relation to starting a debt claim. It would be prudent to send a letter before claim. And again, I will set out uh, within the link the actual pre-action conduct. And if you need assistance with starting the claim, again, we are here. We are committed to assisting you. We are creative legals. We do it faster, smarter and better. So until next time. Thank you for joining us on Creative Legals. Remember, what you do not know could cost you. Stay up to date. Subscribe to our weekly updates using the links below. Remember, what you do not know could cost you. CreativeLegals.com Faster. Smarter. Better. Better.